Hi, everybody. This is Kylie. Shannon. And we are here for the Winning the Week podcast. Um, We have some exciting things to talk about today, so you don't want to miss it. How do we get the mind of Christ? Hey, Shani. Hey. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Got the fire going. Uh-huh. It's warm and cozy. Yay. Yay. Um, so we missed last week. We did. But uh, I have a good excuse for my absence. It's your fault, actually. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> um, I was not in the United States of America. I was in uh, British Columbia, Canada, in a wonderful little city called Kelowna, and um I would say, I mean, it has beautiful rolling hills and several lakes and they're probably not hills. They're probably real mountains. People like fly in there to ski, but you know, (laughs) hills, mountains. I'm from the place where they call the Ozark mountains, mountains. And I don't think those are mountains at all. I think that those are glorified hills, but we digress. (laughs) (laughs) So we're so glad to have you, uh, everyone listening to the uh, I almost said the voice of one witness to the winning the week podcast. And I, um, we have a really cool subject today that we're going to cover short and sweet, but I believe that it's going to be a blessing and t- blessing to you. And it's like, how do we get the mind of Christ? You know, in, um, the technique that the Lord gave me, not my thought part of the confession, when you put your hand on your head and you say, that's not my thought, I don't take that thought. I take thoughts of life, not of death. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. I have the mind of Christ. So what are we doing when we break that down? First part is that is that's taking away the negative ownership of the thought that you're thinking. So just because you think a thought doesn't mean it's your thought. Right. So that's judging that thought. That's taking it captive. So that's not my thought. I don't think that thought. So then I'm telling myself what I'm allowed to think and what I'm not allowed to think. And we see that in the scripture where it says that uh, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. The, the, the root of that or the going down into the original text is I will keep him in perfect peace who puts a framework over their mind and, and basically, um, tells yourself what you're allowed to think and what you're not allowed to think. Well, then you're, you qualify for the blessing of double health, double wealth, double shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken because you put a framework over that mind. So let's, let's break it down. That's not my thought. You're taking it captive. I don't think that thought, I think thoughts of life and death. So it's still that framework life and not death. Mm-hmm. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. So we're utilizing our authority in the blood that we have that we have and then we confess we i have the mind of christ so um that's part of that breakdown but you know what you have to do uh shannon and, we, and i've been talking about this a lot lately is there has to be an exchange there right um and um you know isaiah 55 do you have that handy i do um can you read that for us sure i want to start in verse six and i'm going to read a little bit because um, this is going to bring answers, I believe, in some light for people to actually walk walk it out every day, having the mind of Christ and his thoughts. So mm-hmm. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Um, I'm going to go down to verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down 
from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving the seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So if we, I've heard people use this scripture. Well, we can't, we can't, we don't know the mind of God. Right. Well, there's, we have, you know, we're, it already says um, that our thoughts aren't his thoughts and his ways aren't our ways. So there's no way that we can get the mind of Christ. Right. When actually there, there is a bridge. Absolutely. You know, I was reading, I've been reading uh, this book by Lucy McKee called Your Life in God. And I absolutely love it. Uh, and there is a passage in here called the Divine Exchange. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about this verse, Isaiah 55. And it says, um, so, so she says this, and I'll go into Isaiah 55 here in a moment. She says, what is the most effective way to transform our thoughts and our ways? We must give God our lower thoughts and exchange them for his higher thoughts. Because it just says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we can do something with our thoughts, right? Absolutely. His thoughts have an elevating effect on our minds and character. When his thoughts come to us, they automatically make us rise to take our rightful place seated in heavenly places in Christ. That's Ephesians 2.6. From that lofty vantage point, we can put all the problems and challenges we face in proper perspective. Because what does the enemy want to do? He wants to get us face to face. Oh, that's good. But we know if we have a higher thought or a higher way, that's the high ground. And any military uh, person that's been in will tell you that the one who gets the high ground wins. Yes. And so God, so good that he's telling us that uh, we can go to him and we can say, you know, Father, these are the thoughts I have about this situation that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to give these thoughts to you and I'm going to exchange them for your thoughts about this matter. Oh, that's good. And that causes us to see the way he sees the matter, not the way we see it, because we could have wrong thinking. We could have wrong perception. We could have, you know, um, uh, just it, a low, a low, flow. low, low. Absolutely. But she goes on to say that this exchange of our lower thoughts for God's higher thoughts Provide seed to the sower, like it's talking about in that verse in Isaiah 55. Mm -hmm. We don't eat seeds, we sow them. This exchange also gives bread to the eater. We don't plant bread, but we eat it. And then it says, you don't eat seed, nor do you plant bread. And according to the Bible, this natural principle also applies to God's word in the spiritual realm. Sometimes his words will be seed for you to sow back to him in prayer. And sometimes his words will be given back to you as bread to eat which means substance with which to feed your spirit and give you direction as you walk out his will in a given situation. That's so good. It's so good because that's, that's really the key right there is mm -hmm. that we have everyday thoughts about everyday situations. Yeah. We have things going on in our life. We have children. We have work. We have ministry. And so uh, we need his thoughts mm -hmm. because we can come up with our own plan. And I'm telling you what. Our minds will work overtime absolutely. to come up with a solution, to come up with a plan, and it has absolutely nothing to do with God. Yeah. But he's saying, come to me, the creator. Yeah. 
Come to me, the problem solver. Come to me, the answer giver. Yes. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit on the inside, I, li- I like to call him the know-it-all. Because he does. He's my knower. Yeah. Or, as Miss Billy says, the, the guide on the inside. The guide inside, yep. And so what a, what a wonderful exchange. We can go to him with our thoughts of a situation, and we can say, Father, I don't want to touch this situation with my mind. Yes. But I'm going to give you my thoughts and I'm going to exchange them for your thoughts about this situation so I have right perspective and I have no the direction in which to go. Yes, it's so good. And our bridge from our thoughts to his thoughts is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And John 14 talks about that the Holy Spirit will reveal, transmit, and disclose, and disclose oh, that's so good. the mind of the Father. Right. So... If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're at a disadvantage. It's true. Um, Because you're trying to fight in this world with only a low vantage point, like you said. Right. Just um, not coming up above the situation. But the Holy Spirit is the bridge to where we do, by covenant, deserve to know the mind of the Father. He wants us to know. Yeah. You know, I... That scripture that talks about, I would not have you ignorant. Mm-hmm. Ignorant. <laughs> I would have you right speaking, <laughs> but I wouldn't have you ignorant. Not ignorant. About uh, the wiles of the enemy or whatever yeah. or his or his tactics or his strategies. So Absolutely. what is it saying there? It's saying, let me have that situation and I will show you what's really going on. I'll give you my thoughts about it. And I will, he will give you words to speak yep. into a situation that would, like you said, it elevates you above that thing, like it keeps you above the fray. Keeps you above the fray. Yeah. Think about, you know, how when there's conflict, um, they say there's three sides to every story. There's side one, <laughs> side two, and then the truth. Right. Why, why is that? Because the enemy likes to create distorted vision and how we hear and distorted hearing and how we hear things. And so then we, we base our opinion on the conflict on, from a low perspective. So let's say like you have a conflict, not you, but like our listeners, someone (laughs) I'm not pointing at you. She did. She (laughs) pointed at me. (laughs) Uh, We, there's a conflict in your life with someone You can, based on what Lucy's saying, based on what the Bible is saying, you can take that and say, Father, this is what the way that I see that situation. I'm asking you to, or that person, or that person, I'm asking you to exchange what I see with what you see. Right. Give me your eyes. Give me your ears. Give me your thoughts on the matter. Give me your heart for that person. Give me a heart. Same way with a nation. We can ask for his heart about a nation. Yeah. Even a nation that seemingly is anti-Christ, anti the anointed one. But we can zoom in and, and, and ask for his thoughts on that. He'll show us how to pray. He'll show us how to pray. And you know, you were talking about John 14. It talks over in there about he shows us things to come. Well, I don't know about you. I need to know what's coming. Yeah. He doesn't want us blindsided. He doesn't want us caught off guard. No. But if we, you know, the word says he daily loads us with benefits mm-hmm. and not to forget those benefits. Well, how do we find out about the benefits? We have to come to him. Yes. 
And that coming to him is a daily thing. Just like if you were in the military, you would go to your commander every morning and get your assignment, get your instructions yes. for the day. So every morning we go to him. We fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? We talk to him. We talk to him. Just like we would our friend. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's as simple as this. Father, I have this to do, to do today on my schedule. I have these things that are pressing me. I have this pressure here yeah. about this situation. But I'm casting all the care of it on you and all the thoughts I have about it on you. And I receive your wisdom on the matter. I receive your instructions about it. And if you have any words for me to release into that situation, I receive those now. Absolutely. It's just that easy. But it's a daily coming to him mm-hmm. because he cares for us. He does care for us. And in, in that daily... I mean, let's get real practical because that's what we do here. Father, I'm coming to you on behalf of my teenager today. Right. Give me the higher thought for them. I know they're acting out right now. I know that they're having emotions. Guide me. You know, if I stay low, it's just going to annoy me. Or it's going to, you know, cause problems at the home. But if I go high and take the higher thought and exchange the higher thought, he'll tell you what's going on with them. He'll reveal that to you. Right. I mean, I don't think your kids listen to our podcast anyway, but, you know, <laughs> uh, eighth grade wasn't the greatest for either one of your teenagers. No. But the the Holy Ghost helped you parent them. He did. And what's interesting is they were each going through different things. They're three years apart, but each one of them had a very difficult eighth grade year and and did some things contrary to who they really are and acted out in some different ways. Uh, but the Holy Spirit had already, already showed me uh, what was going on in their situation. Because when these things started to happen, I went to him and I said, Father, this is exactly what I did. Father, I need your help with so-and-so. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know why they're acting this way, but you created them. Yeah. And you know every hair on their head. Yeah. You know what's going on with them, and I need you to help me. It was just like, it was the cry of my heart just like that. Mm-hmm. Because I am a firm believer that I can go to him just like that. Yes. And he meets me right where I am. Absolutely. Wants us to be real. And it wasn't long. Um, you know, I started thanking him for the answer, thanking him for the wisdom. Before you heard anything. Before I heard anything. I did that initial, went to him, and then I just thanked him. Mm-hmm. And I started wrapping that person in the in the love of God just wrapping them with the love of God tell them how we do that Show, tell the so, listeners how we do that the love of God what 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 I do is whatever the situation is if it's healing whatever or if um, let's just take my son for just as an example mm-hmm. so I would be like you know father I wrap Isaiah in the love of God today when what that does is I am sending a supply of the love of God in the spirit to my son. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know I'm doing it. He doesn't doesn't have to know. know. Mm -mm. But it's sending a supply. What is that? God is love and his love never fails. So he never fails. So I am sending a never ending eternal supply that can never fail my son. Yes. To him. Yes. 
And I can do that not knowing one thing about the situation, just knowing as something is not quite right. Mm-hmm. And the love of God is relentless. And it will go to work in his life while I'm waiting on the answer. His love's already working because I have sent it. I have sent a supply. Ooh, that's good. To my son. And it's working. Absolutely. The word of God says it never fails. It never fades. It never runs out. And think about this. If love is the insulator of our faith. Ooh. So faith works by love. Right. We have to send a supply of love and wrap a person up in that so that our faith can effectively work towards that person. That's right. Because That's so good. You cannot be in faith for somebody's life if you are mad at them. Right. Or if you are frustrated with them and it is causing you to be out of love with them. Right. What is love? Patient, kind, long suffering, uh, doesn't insist on its own way. Doesn't, doesn't see no, a suffered wrong. Doesn't see a suffered wrong. So if you can it, look at your your checklist, so to speak, your love checklist Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, if I'm doing any of these things, I'm in the low thought process. Right. If I am choosing love, I'm in the God thought process. That's the the higher thought. That's the higher thought. And so when I'm in the higher thought is when my faith can start working on their behalf. Right. And in that place is where you're going to hear for that person. Oh, come on. I could slap <laughs> something. But that's the truth. See, we, we get caught in low-level living. Yes. Where we live too, too low. We, we, as Christians, have lived a very low life, and it's not the life that Christ died for us to have. Come on. Yeah. He said, I came so that you would have life and life more abundantly. What is that? That's higher, that's higher ways of doing it's things. Coming on up. That's higher ways of living. That's higher ways of doing. But it takes us getting into the place where the higher thoughts are. How do we do that? How do we do that? We exchange it. We say it. We, we allow the Holy Ghost to take us there. Right. We come to him. Mm-hmm. Fellowship. Fellowship. And fellowship means partnership. So we are partners with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Jesus told us, John 14, 15, 16, what his jobs are concerning us and what he does for us, and how he helps us. So, and he will never not do those things. He will never not do it. He will never not show us things to come. He will never not guide us, lead us and guide us into the truth. He does all those things, and he does it daily, but it takes us yielding our thoughts, yielding our ways, yielding our plans to his. I, I, I am... I'm kind of over here like meditating and kind of muttering on this whole thing. Cause think about this too. The enemy wants your thoughts about yourself. Come on to be low. That's right. So what does he do? He does not let you walk in first Corinthians 13 towards yourself. And he is going to give you every ounce Exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit C of all of these um, like uh, evidence, all this evidence against yourself. Right. So that what happens with someone who is walking in low self-esteem, low self-worth, they project that on other people as well. Right. So their standard of living for other people 
it's it they it's they don't treat them the way Jesus treats them because they right. don't treat themselves the way Jesus treats them. Does you that can't make sense? you can't give what you don't have. Absolutely. So with this being said, I can look in the mirror tomorrow morning. Right. Every day. Every single day. I encourage you to do so. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I encourage you to do so as well. It works. And I can say, Father, the thoughts that I have towards that person standing in the mirror right there, I exchange them for your thoughts. Absolutely. Reveal, transmit, disclose your mind to me about Kylie. Right. I mean, what did Smith Wigglesworth do? He'd say, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. What does that mean? The real... Yeah. The spirit on the inside of me is greater than what I see yes. on the outside. What did John G. Leg do? He would look in the mirror and he would say, God lives in that suit of clothes. Yep. God lives in you. He lives big. He lives if big. If you let him. You. Absolutely. It's yielding to his thoughts, his ways. And that's how like it says in let me just read. Philippians 2, 5, why we're yeah. over here. Go ahead. I'm going to read it out of the Passion. You might have another translation, but I'm going to read it out of the Passion. Start there. And it says, And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let His mindset become your motivation. Other translations say, Let the mind of Christ be in you. But I like the Passion there. Let His mindset become your motivation. What is that saying? That's saying, get his thoughts on the matter and let that motivate you in everything that you do. Because everything that he thinks, the motivation is love. Like it says, Jesus went about doing good, moved with compassion. His motivation was love. His motivation is always love. Yes. Yes. You have another translation? Um, yes. So it's verse five, correct? Um, yes. Let the same attitude, this is the Amplified Classic, let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be an example of our humility, who although was being uh, essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessed the fullness of God's attributes, which made him God, but see, he had stripped himself, verse 7, of all his privileges, but he still knew he was one with the Father. and right. that So he became in this place of us, in, in our space as being lower, right? Right. But knew he could possess all those things. So the same as us, just because we are not... Um, uh, we, we're, we're not human, first of all. We're not mere men. We're not mere men. Right. So we have been given all authority that Jesus had. Right. All dominion that Jesus had. All tools that Jesus had. Right. Because it, the father had to. He had to. And the devil even said, if I'd known mm-hmm. that I was going to be multiplying Jesus, <laughs> I wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. We wouldn't have done this. Right. So, but you have to exchange your thought of, I'm just little old me. And little Oo also, yep. To you know what? I'm in partnership. I'm a partner and partaker with the Spirit of Truth. Now, do you see the difference in how you were saying that? That first was real mousy, real intimidated, real like, eh, 
And when you started speaking about who you really are, mm-hmm. your whole voice changed. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens to you. When you start confessing who you really are to yourself, yeah. it's like your back straightens up, your shoulders go back. Mm-hmm. It's You cannot stay low. Mm-hmm. When you speak out of your mouth about yourself and your situations, his thoughts. It, it goes back to that authority like Brother Hagenthal in his original book where if there's just a police officer uh, or a person, let's not say, let's say it. there's just a person standing in the middle of the road holding their hand up, they <laughs> might get run over. Probably will. But if it is a person with a police outfit, with a badge, mm-hmm. you, the, the, you know coming at that person, all of the whole force, police officer force, whatever it's called, police department. <laughs> All that whole force is standing and supports and gives authority to that person holding up their hand. Right. Same with you. You are not just little old you. That's right. Standing out there holding up your hand. That's what Satan wants you to think about yourself. You have no power. You have no authority. You have no voice. You're invisible and you don't matter. When actually all of heaven is back in you. He only has lies. So when he says things to you like that, you can bet that that's a lie. And it's that lie. is not the truth about yourself. No. And you, you've we, been empowered from on high. To possess the mind of Ooh. God. What a thought. I can parent with the mind of God. Yes. I can, I can work with the mind of God. Yes. I can work smarter, not harder. I can recall things because the Holy Spirit says he'll bring things to your remembrance. But Jesus said, that's right. That's how we live George. the higher life, the higher way. That's how we walk every single day in victory. That's how we do it. Because we, our mind in its wonderfulness and intricacy cannot figure out solutions the way it, God can. Oh, no. We just can't. Because he made it all. And he gave, I believe he gave ideas of, you know, even the technology we have, I believe he gave those ideas to people. I mean, something that might take you a year to do, he could speak one word to you and it might take a week. Mm -hmm. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it in healing in people's body where the doctor said it would be three months for healing to occur. They took the doctor's thoughts to the Lord and said, Here's the, here's the doctor's Ooh, facts. Exchange. And they exchange his words. And his words was saying, if you release this into that part of your body and do this, you'll be completely free of it in three weeks. Yeah. And they did exactly what the Lord told them to do. In three weeks, it is like it had never happened. And they went back to the doctor and the doctor was like, it's better than it was before the break. The divine exchange. The divine exchange. And even another way in prayer, I remember Lucy, like we, I'd pray with her, Lucy McKee, and we'd get something in prayer and we didn't, our minds couldn't really wrap ourselves around what that was, you know? Right. And she'd say, put it in a basket, put it back up to the father and he'll, he'll unwrap it more and bring it back down to you. And so you're praying something out. You didn't understand. We say, okay, Lord, we, we bring that back up to you. Right. We exchange that, our thoughts for for your thought in that matter in prayer. Absolutely. And we ask you to do what you do with it. And he's perfectly fine for you to say, I don't know what that is, Holy Spirit, but I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's completely fine. That doesn't bother him at all. Yeah, it doesn't. What does that do? Yeah. It makes us not dependent on us, but it makes Absolutely. us dependent on him. And that is the place where impossibilities become possible. And it's the one life. It's the one life. And I was thinking about that, you know, there was a situation in my own life where I heard a city, just the name of a city. And about four months later, some things happened. I never took that back to him. Immediately, I touched it with my mind. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. I know why I heard that city. I know what that means. I didn't inquire of the Lord like it says to with that. I didn't take it back to him. I didn't put it in the basket. Shannon ran with it in her mind. Three or four months later, a situation happens. I'm like, oh, now I know why I heard that because this is going to happen. Whole thing, build a whole thing with my mind. And it had nothing to do with what my mind thought it was. It was a thought of a city for a situation that was coming to me because he was showing me things to come. Yeah. And instead of taking it back to him, I touched it with my mind. And my mind formulated an answer that seemed right, Mm -hmm. but was completely wrong. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important because he is showing us things that come. So in prayer, we are going to see things that we and hear things that we don't understand. But it could be him showing us something that's coming, preparing us because he doesn't want us caught off guard. No, he doesn't. But it is of the utmost importance that we take it back to him. We exchange it. And I, I like I told you, I say, I'm not touching this with my mind. Yeah. That's how I keep the cares casted mm-hmm. is I have to remind my mind, you are not touching this. You're situation. not allowed to, you're putting that framework up. Yes. And it's then a that's when peace can come. Right. Oh my goodness, Shani. It's been so good today. So good. The divine exchange. So practically walking it out. How to him. take our thoughts and exchange them for the mind of Christ. That's right. We thank you so much for listening today to the winning the week podcast where soul control is not only possible, it's practical. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.